0: This podcast welcome beautiful listener to the humidist podcast with hammer and steph welcome to your own podcast
1: <laughs> oh thank you uh I, I, too bad i've been banned for a while
0: yes you have been a naughty boy you <laughs> I, I have w- not w- come w- on time
1: uh, yeah that's true i guilty as charged um but what did come on time was a lot of uh i don't know like yes. news from different types of like from different outlets uh in terms mm. of like pop culture. We have a wide variety yeah. of stuff today.
0: We do have that <clears throat> good old stack of segway titles. Yeah, yes, we do. Indeed. <laughs> and the first the first one <laughs> uh is actually a game that we've uh, been hyping up a little bit, the Necromunda Hard Gun. Yeah. Trailer, which uh enter the hive trailer it's called
1: i want to enter the hive now
0: yeah i mean this trailer what do you think it it looks much more promising to me at least
1: yeah i, I totally agree because last time the last trailer had quite like some some really good stuff in it that made me interested you know like the the, the piece of the combat was it, it reminded us of doom and mm. you know it had a lot of just the fact that it is in Necroman, that it looked polished, you know, it had quite a few things. But then our complaint was the fact that we mostly just saw that really stock looking AR. Uh, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were like, fuck, are they just going to, are they not going to take advantage of the fact that the 40k universe has the most insane weaponry ever created in fiction? But then now they showed us some more interesting yeah. weapons as well
0: yeah to be fair the ar is still featured it is it's, it's still here but uh <laughs> yeah we got to see some some variety and you know that's that's what we like to see yeah uh and the artwork also on um, it's just it looks superb really
1: yeah they yeah, wouldn't you agree? they got that down to a t and yeah. it, it really feels like that like shitty grimy, industrial fucking <laughs> hive cities. You know, like, that really... The ultimate yeah. shitty place to be in the Empire.
0: Yeah, and you can, like, see huge freight trains carrying, like, some molten stuff. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> blasting past them like a maglev system.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, even says, like, <laughs> Things leaking throne knows what!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that uh, that they added, like, uh throne knows what, because... It's kind of a, a nudge to fans, you know, to use to use expressions like that. Yeah, they're they're just basically just saying, "Hey, yeah, we're paying attention. We're not <laughs> fucking with the IP here. We we want to give you something good."
1: Yeah, and, 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 and uh, yeah, and the narrator was pretty good as well. I feel like that kind yeah. of like that kind of accent and that kind of um, you know just the delivery he had uh, was kind of like what you. Would you hear for every like Imperial Guardsman in the audiobooks of the Horus mm. Heresy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're
0: not taking their life too seriously because it's basically worth not saying nothing, you know. They're, they're <laughs> could be dead any minute
1: and that's just how it is. Imperial. Life. Can, exactly. And you can also pet the dog. I'm very happy about that.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a nice feature. Your own cyber mastiff.
1: Uh, cyber mastiff that's that's also a very 40k thing
0: yeah very 40k <laughs> that's a very 40K. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and yeah. i think we like uh, to go in, into some detail yeah like you mentioned one thing that's cool about uh 40k is all, always like archaeo tech yeah uh which is basically tech from a previous age which is much more advanced than the current age yeah you know, to us modern humans today, it seems very counterintuitive, but it's actually been the case throughout history that you know society and, and civilization can regress, also not only progress, like the dark uh, ages, like the dark ages, and you know, we in the 40k universe, it most certainly has regressed to a very you know <laughs> almost dark age like society after. Uh, we-
1: if it, yeah, if, if mankind has uh existed or like that kind of um, if it's the year 40,000 and it's been yeah. that level of like that amount of wars and power control struggles and all that kind of shit, of, yeah, it makes sense that at some points there will be peaks and then it just goes away.
0: Mm-hmm. But the thing is that in like the current 40k or for first millennium, you can still find relics. Weapons technology that is really powerful, and like and, in the uh, space hulks, yeah. For instance, space hulks, perfect example.
1: That's such a cool concept as well, though the space hulks.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect concept. I mean, who came up with that? Basically, conglomerations are just accumulated ship parts that were lost in a in the warp. Yeah, or ships, uh, whole ships, and just you know pulled together. Mer- meshed together in the warp yeah. by gravity and, and other forces and then just pooped out randomly <laughs> <laughs> into real space and and then some poor sods get said to
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, often inhabited by like not non-too kind races and um oh. y- <laughs> It's not exactly Jehovah's Witnesses you find in there. Well, no. I guess kind of, though, the zealots and cultists and stuff like
0: that. But... Yeah, they do try to sell you on some religious aspects and ideas. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> they have a very, very good pitch.
1: <laughs> How to worship yeah. excess. <laughs> yeah.
0: They they give you an ultimatum.
1: Oh, yeah, well, um, if you want to go... Exactly. So, so then, <laughs> if you ever want to go explore for old Lost Technology and uh, fight off Jehovah's Witnesses in space and uh, go try to find a space hulk.
0: Mm. Yeah, so so like the space hulks, basically ancient ships could be you know, from a man man-made ships or human ships. It uh, mm-hmm. could be Aldar, could be whatever spacefaring race there is. Just if it's lost at some point of time in in the warp, um uh, some kind of forces, kind of, kind of mesh them together and poop them out, and <laughs> yeah. then you get this giant hunk of, of metal, basically with uh, sometimes its own atmosphere. Yeah, you know, it's almost at a planetary level sometimes uh, in terms of gravity. Yeah, and uh, or like not the not in a full planet, but like a planetoid. Uh, and yeah, you can board it, you can uh, search it because you know it might be. Ten thousand years old, and if it's that, the technology—at least human technology—was much more advanced. You can find STCs, you know, can find technology that's worth half a galaxy. ST,
1: yeah, <laughs> STDs.
0: Yeah, yeah, standard templates and constructs. <laughs> <laughs> STC is not STDs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Go on uh, board a but-
1: Urgle ship, and you might get both
0: yeah yeah sure but i mean you can find uh cultists there you can find orcs you can find uh gene stealer cults all good jazz you know
1: especially gene stealers speaking of gene stealers they actually mentioned those in the trailer because uh, yeah, they actually yeah. mentioned quite a lot of the factions that you'll potentially be encountering in the game which i found very interesting because you had uh gene stealer cults they mentioned mm. the inquisition um yeah. and quite a lot of others so I mean, if it's that level of variety in terms of like enemies you can face and stuff, you know, I,
0: mm, I will yeah, very much enjoy it. Yeah, me too. That it seems like they're gonna honor the IP, like I said. Yeah, uh, but we'll just have to see what what they come up come up with here. And uh, also, I noticed that one of the like bounty hunter like uh, girls with the blue hair had some arc arcing lightning from coming from our palms and some fire and some so it seems like
1: you can be maybe a psycho also Mm -hmm. that's also very um that's that's like the magic equivalent of cryptocurrency in terms of volatility Uh, yeah (laughs)
0: it's basically do or die
1: you're just like oh (laughs) you might you might get like a you know you might shoot some insane like power boosted lightning storm or you might explode you never know yeah
0: Yeah, that is uh, that is, (laughs) and you will inevitably mutate into something unrecognizable. Yeah, eventually. Unless you get executed by
1: your comrades as a mercy killing before that.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, and you should, as you should be.
1: Imagine uh, if that was a feature, uh, a gameplay feature in the game,
0: that you could actually just die (laughs) during Uh, gameplay. Yeah, is it like if mutate?
1: yeah, if you chose to be a psyker, you could actually like let's say you pick a perk um of like, you know, authentic psyching <laughs> where you actually had like a random multiplier or like, you know, randomized uh slew of effects that could happen. And one of them was yeah. like you can just spontaneously combust and others would be stuff like, you know, you might suddenly hit for like four times the damage and five yeah. times the AoE. And like,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, maybe like have 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 a talent or something called unsafe dabbling <laughs> into the yeah. immaterium or something. <laughs> exactly. And it, it would give you like a forty percent chance to deal some major catastrophic damage to yourself, or a sixty <laughs> percent chance to deal major damage
1: to the enemy. It sounds like you would have to quick save and quick load a lot. Yeah, yeah, maybe not that (laughs)
0: realistic, but it would be cool, you know. It would be funny at least as a meme. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, a lot of promise with. I think this new trailer just kind of refined and maybe explained in a little more detail what we're gonna get. Yeah, Um, and uh, as far as like our previous assessment, it pretty much seems like what we were hoping hoping for.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: um and it looks like yeah. it's getting
1: a lot more attention as well because usually warhammer trailers uh won't be like too uh, you know up there in terms of views and stuff um so this no, one no. this one has Perfect. like i see that even the the newest one that we just saw the enter the hive trailer came out april 21st which is like a week ago mm. and it has like 450,000 views plus and it has yeah. Uh, nine point nine k likes versus seventy dislikes, which means that you know we're not the only ones yeah. who's hyped for this game.
0: No, no. Reading through the comments here, there's a lot of emperor memes and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> as expected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it looks very good. It looks very good, and you can only kind of you you can feel that the developers are kind of hitting to the viewers of this trailer that they know what they're doing, you know? They're basically yeah. saying, like, with the the hints to Gene Stealers, to the Inquisition, you know, it's, uh, it's looking good. It's looking good.
1: It is. Um, hopefully, this means that developers are, you know, um, starting to take the license a little bit more seriously, and not only that, but that they're also allotted a little bit more budget. Uh, that also, yeah. like you know, the publishers can see more of the potential here.
0: <clears throat> I totally agree. We'll, we'll, we'll be rooting, we'll be rooting for it.
1: Yeah. So it comes out uh, June first on digital, and June thirtieth on in retail. Mm-hmm. So safe to say, this is a day one purchase for me. That's just like yeah. not a quite even not even a question. Um, no, this one I'm i'm also going to buy <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, this is like this one is so up our alley it almost comes out of our mouth yeah you know we so. could have come
0: up with this game
1: yeah yeah except we Basically. we tend we it, it's We're getting sure. closer to our dream game
0: yeah our dream game is a little bit too dreamy though so would <laughs> we would always kind of keep it at that level that it was not realistic to to get such a game
1: <laughs> well, we're we're approaching the feasibility. Of yeah, yeah, I sure, think. sure. Yeah. You
0: would, you would like like you had to have like a VR, one hundred percent realistic rendition where you stood beside the emperor being Horus.
1: I think <laughs> charging that would, into that that would I think <laughs> if if I were to ever do that, just like someone told me, like, "Hey, put on these VR glasses," and 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 that's what I was put into. I would probably just look at the emperor and uh i would die
0: yeah because that's what you do if you look directly at the emperor but <laughs> yeah. you would to be fair you would be horus so you should be able to kind of survive a simple look a simple glance
1: uh for horus it should be fine but then i would look myself in the mirror and then i would die <laughs> and then you would die yeah <laughs>
0: what was that again that was that wasn't even a meme that was some kind of in one of the heresy books horse heresy books there was a story about a guy who died
1: when he looked at the the emperor yeah because he was Was if i if i don't i don't remember like the details it's been it's been a while since i read this one but i believe it was like a guy who was like working in the palace and he was walking and talking to himself out loud. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. this like super regal booming voice just answered him casually. And then he looked up to see who it was, and it was the emperor, and he just died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Just okay. such a concept. Mm, yeah i mean uh hope that is not in the job
1: description <laughs> working at the the palace you know i believe the that's risk, actually dying isn't that like for, for them isn't that actually like the the best possible outcome honor. yeah that's an honor that's the uh, ad, the, <laughs> the emperor replies your chat with a heart emoji and then you die
0: <laughs> then you just explode yeah, yeah
1: exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well Moving uh, on, well, we have some uh, some fantasy news as well. Keeping to the Warhammer franchise, yeah, uh, Vermintide Two is getting you know the Chaos Wastes update.
1: Yeah, it's not exactly news because I think the update has been out for for a little bit now. Um, yeah, or
0: yeah, there's not not news, but there's coming some more features, right? Uh, or. Update.
1: I think it's out Hot already or something yeah, yeah it's like it's like so they added that free expansion of the chaos waste which uh i hear a lot of good things about because i haven't tried it myself yet but i'm kind of wanting to get back into it and try it because uh yeah vermintide 2 hasn't had the best history of dlcs there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of like you know buggy launches and um, yeah you know, that's you know. the
0: update i'm talking about because there were some queue troubles and some stuff that they fixed
1: okay sure
0: yeah but still you i haven't
1: played it i haven't uh even tried vermentai 2 mm. only one which is extremely blasphemous by itself because vermentai 2 yeah. is still uh probably you know there, there's a reason why we're so hyped for dark tide because Tide 2 is such a great example of the left for dead kind of genre and it just really also like what we're hoping for with necromunda is that this one also like really nails the setting uh, yeah. of, the, of the end times of fantasy and the, the voice acting is fucking brilliant and everything so Uh, More content for Vermintide 2 is like a huge plus for me. And now it's free too, which is insane. And it adds like roguelite elements to it where you just go on runs instead and you get loot and all that. Um, And then of course it has like all these areas that reflect the different chaos gods. And man, oh man. So, uh, Mr. Hammer, if uh, you want to get into the game, it's a good time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, me and my schedule... Yeah, I know. Uh we'll we'll just have to try to squeeze something in there eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Uh sure. I'm I'm down. I'm down, you know, but this not this weekend. Next weekend maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go for that. <laughs> yeah. Any
0: who's? Uh, Any who's? Well, that's enough of of uh, Warhammer. <laughs> but we do have some <laughs> we do have some more news for you guys um we're gonna get uh a new conjuring
1: movie what do you think yeah about that stuff? Huh? conjuring well um well we just saw the trailer for conjuring 3 uh, the devil made me do it mm-hmm. the devil most certainly made me watch it
0: yeah <laughs> you're not too impressed <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. It's, you know, like, it's it's James Wan, right, who who made mm-hmm. these movies. And I think he he really gave the horror genre... Like, I'm a huge horror enthusiast, right? So, like, I've seen so many horror movies just in search of that, you know, that dread fix. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of trash you have to go through. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of run-of-the-mill schlock and bullshit just to get yeah. some kind of, you know, good feedback. And... This director really, you know, breathed some new life into the genre in, you know, like what, with uh, Insidious 1 and The Conjuring mm-hmm. after that. Um, and I thought like, wow, this is, um, you know, this is some real fresh air that actually has some good things in it. They, uh, you know, they, they play with the tropes a bit, you know, they have some, some unusual scare tactics and... They play with your expectations, and I absolutely yeah. love that. Sure, sure. And then it got very derivative, and it became yeah. just like a one-trick pony, as in like you know, The Conjuring. will uh, copied itself with the sequels, kinda. And same with Insidious. Yeah. Uh, it just went downhill. And
0: I haven't seen Insidious two actually. I love the first one. Yeah,
1: first one is great. Um, second one is okay. It's it's not the worst. Um, but it's it's not scary either i saw it in cinemas and it was just like eh you know it's an interesting story but it's not scary and no and same with uh three it's just like ah eh, you know it has some cool concepts that they were gonna explore but then didn't really deliver for me no and same goes for conjuring conjuring 2 i thought was like was okay um the story was okay and was, was fine, you know, but it wasn't yeah. scary. And then, you know, they had all the offs with the nun, which is complete garbage. And mm. interestingly, interestingly enough, they made Annabelle based on the doll mm. that appeared in the Conjuring movie. Yeah, yeah. And arguably the Annabelle scene in the Conjuring movie is scarier than <laughs> the Annabelle movie itself. Yeah. But then Annabelle 2 was actually not that bad. It had some pretty... Uh, spooky scenes in my opinion yeah. interestingly enough um so with the conjuring 3 trailer though it uh...
0: yeah i mean take it from me i'm not too into horror movies like that i'm i don't easily scare and yeah. like you said to me it's like if if they're not perfect yeah. it just breaks the illusion a little bit yeah and i'm not that interested and um uh, I remember like watching the Ring when I was a kid. Yeah, you know that gave me that. You know that uh, that was good. That was really good. The American Ring. Yeah, that mm. that was my first Ring. So not Ringu, but yeah, yeah. And um, I basically almost ever since that haven't been scared like that again. You know, right uh but yeah i can enjoy a good horror movie but like when you see this trailer one thing that strikes me is that there is a lot of exposition here yeah <laughs> uh and you know they're they're super cutting it like insanely close and you're basically like what is is this movie four hours long how are they going to fit all this into a movie yeah you know because you're you're getting so much exposition and so much like Okay, it's based on some kind of I don't know crime in the Americas. Um,
1: uh, it's the Ed and Lorraine case files. They kind of are basing yeah. it on because they were like the paranormal investigators in real life as well.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that. Yeah, the, those are the ones from the uh, previous movies, right? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I misinterpreted that a little, but no, yeah, and yeah. and then there's this guy who like innocently. Uh, presumably innocently was manipulated into doing something horrible by some spirits or something. And yeah. there's a trial, there's demonic possession. There are something that looks like giant search parties out in the woods. There are yeah. Yeah, a huge amount of scenes in exposition
1: here. Yeah. And there, there are some things in this that I felt is, um, I felt they are missed opportunities. And yeah. that is, for example, um, I always appreciate the fear of the unknown. That's yeah, something that's yeah. really compelling to me. And that's part of why I love H.P. Uh, Lovecraft so much, or like the, at mm-hmm. least his works, right? Um, because it always plays with, you don't always, you know, the, the main characters don't always even encounter the monster. They'll just go no. about their things and hyping it up and, and kind of like, you know, big scaring themselves with the thought and everything and then later they'll find evidence that there was something horrendous like just right next to them the whole time but they never encounter it you know these things yeah um the I concept agree. of like forbidden knowledge and and things too horrible for us to be able to comprehend these things right mm-hmm. yeah. conjuring one had some something with that because Lorraine uh the 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 female protagonist she yeah. she's supposed to be like She's like clairvoyant or something, right? So she can see things. Um, And there is a scene where she sees something during a possession or like exorcism that scares Mm -hmm. her so bad uh, that she gets traumatized. And and like it keeps her from from not wanting to do it. You don't see what it is. You just see the the possessed guy grab her and she just like completely flips out and and screams. I thought Mm -hmm. that was brilliant because you don't know what she sees. No, no. But now, uh, and I think in one of the subsequent movies, they kind of show you what she sees. Uh, that mm. ruined it for me. And then now, not only that, but now we get to see completely. Because now you can see that she suddenly t- comes into this dark world where you she encounters some yeah. kind of running CGI asset dump. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like... Yeah, this is such a this is exactly the opposite of how you make something scary. I mean, it's scary for 14 fourteen fourteen year olds that are, um, you know, just starting to dip their feet into horror uh, mm. in the cinemas. Sure, but this is not for for veterans at all.
0: Seasoned horror enjoyers, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, yeah, I I think uh, you're very much onto something. <laughs> me not being easily scared uh, I can absolutely agree with the um, sentiment that the unknown is the most scary factor in any uh in any effort to try to scare anyone you know yeah fear of the unknown is really strong in in humans and like what, always when you see the monster when you see it kind of clearly painted it's always less scary Uh, definitely i feel um and um like you said building up the the fear of something that you can just barely grasp at the edge of of kind of uh almost reality you know yeah is very tantalizing and eerie and also scary you know
1: absolutely and uh Uh, yeah uh, i'll go on
0: yeah I mean popular horror kind of successes that were innovating like uh, the the Blair Rich part project and mm-hmm. uh, for instance uh, paranormal activity uh, yep. not to load lower those movies but I mean they were the concept was novel and cool mm-hmm. and uh, I th- especially the first one I think had a lot of potential it maybe wasted a little uh, a little bit because it's so cheesy but <laughs> but i mean the first the first part of that movie is very cool because like the Blair Witch it's like a documentary yeah style you know you're supposed to just be be along for the ride in this uh, amateur kind of videotaping session you know somebody trying to document uh, a small goblin living in there in their home <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, or a demon or whatever you know and, yeah uh, and like initially that works so well because you you almost never see it. You never, you almost just kind of hear it in the background. You can hear some footsteps and stuff like yeah. that. And it does really evoke that eerie, scary feeling. But then, you know, the monster gets or the demon gets more and more, you know, brave almost. <laughs> yeah. And then it's more cheesy and, and lame so
1: i i I, I thought that for yeah paranormal activity that's definitely true but in in blair witch at least the original you 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 never actually see anything you just see like at the end you just see the guy standing with his um with his back to the towards the camera in the corner after disappearing yeah and then he just cuts kind of and so so that movie you still really don't know what the witch looks like or if it even is the witch right and yeah yeah Totally. and I th- so the bl- i think that was part of why it got so wildly successful Ex- exactly what you're saying about how the point of view or like the method it's shot makes it even harder for the the viewer to actually grasp uh get a mm. full view of the surroundings and everything and um and as such you know and, and the fact that it was innovative or innovating the the whole found footage thing um, yeah yeah so yeah uh, Conjuring three specifically is kind of opposite of that, because mm. in Conjuring one they had some pretty interesting scares. Um, I thought because like some you know some of the setups and the scenarios are more spooky. Um, they're still quite intense, but then the build up, um, like for example, even when you see the ghost here, there is like this thing where you don't always ex- know when to expect it. So, for example, there's this one scene where they enter the bedroom and there's this, like, very tall wardrobe and they kind of look up and down a couple of times. I, I think for because like, they're kind of following the uh, where the character is searching. And then yeah. suddenly you just see this fucked up ghost sitting on top of the wardrobe, like all, mm-hmm. you know, hunched over. And the-, the thing that I loved that Insidious 1 also did uh, is that you see the ghost, but instead of it immediately becoming apparent and uh, there's like a you know loud noise and all that, it mm-hmm. lingers that on it for clear. a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it lingers on the ghost. You you get to be like, wait. Isn't that? And then it doesn't make the sound until the character sees it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I... fo- oh, fuck! You you get you <laughs> have the time to get that like, oh shit, um, before it you know hell gets loose and. Same with the the baby call. No. Um, the baby's room scene in In Cities one. Where yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but when things are really starting to ramp up, the the, the main husband character he's running back in like back and forth between rooms. And then he runs into the baby's room where there's like the crib with the curtains. Right. And yeah, and, right. and that, that stupid vampire ghost thing is actually leaning into the curtain in like from the back. And you don't see it immediately. Um, and the thing is, like, the sound doesn't come immediately either. He just runs into no. it. And he's suddenly there, just standing there. And you're like, wait, isn't that? And then, uh, you know, it goes off. And I was like, oh, fuck. That really shook me back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Insidious, the first one, had a lot of good scares like that. The one yeah. with the... Uh, where the father or the what is his name Uh, yeah the main father yeah I can't remember what his (laughs) what his name is yeah right And he's kind of standing looking looking at the camera and there's this canvas or drape or something behind him that fucking voodoo looking crazy guy is just standing exactly behind him and he tilts his head a little bit to reveal him yeah 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 yeah, yeah sitting in a chair or something yeah that that really got me i remember
1: is, is that the one where they're sitting um where, where they meet like that medium the first time or, or whatever yeah like, i think yeah i think that's the one yeah yeah i, I mean i mean the setup of that scene is great because like mm. that's when you kind of the the mom of the father is talking about like when you she had a dream in which she kind of like um projected her consciousness or like she was traveling in her dream kind of like her son is doing uh spoiler alert Mm -hmm. by the way but uh and then she she goes into the the room of the kid that's or like that's being haunted and you see that demon thing standing in the corner but you just see the shadow and then Mm. you know he's just pointing at the crib and stuff and then uh and then she says like oh it's it's as if i can still hear him now and then you hear that little creaking sound and it's suddenly like boom he's behind her for a second yeah yeah oh such a great setup and such a mm. yeah in cities one is great it has some cheesy moments but it has a lot of creative stuff as well definitely yeah worth, yeah definitely worth do
0: you remember it. do you remember that movie sinister do you ever see that one? oh yeah yeah yeah
1: oh that was also that, part of that like
0: it, new wave yeah that was kinda coming out at the yeah a little bit previous i don't know a little bit earlier than insidious or yeah at least around the same time
1: yeah around the same time
0: but it was i also thought that was really good it was um it was also kind of experimenting a little bit with the formula yeah um uh, well the the kind of the demon in sinister is uh He's not, you know, that as classical of a jump scare guy.
1: He, he's uh, the the drummer of Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's
0: uh he's, he's, he's called Bugul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it was. Uh, <laughs> which is like some kind of n- native language for the Boogeyman, you know, or a yeah. version of the Boogeyman, Man, basically. But uh, he uh, he abducts children, I think. Yes, uh, that's his that's his thing. But what a it, nice the guy. first, yeah. But the first part of Sinister is he's used very sparse, yeah, which is good, you know. And he is very much kept in the background. I mean the the finale here he is exposed and you can see him and you know that kind of takes the scariness a little bit out. But but the first part of the movie is really good, I think, and the build up to that to that crescendo.
1: If I remember correctly, even in the end, you don't see him much at all until the very, 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 very end when he's carrying yeah, the corpse yeah, or whatever right. it was. Um, yeah, yeah. But and up until then, even in, like, the scenes where he actually lets the dead kids do most of the of the legwork, which... Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the thing, because he kind of possesses them and uses them to, to to lure more children in, you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, one of the absolute like the atmosphere is one thing in this one it has some really like creepy fucking like ice like the guy you can really feel the the guy's like isolation and, and yeah just like how he's always sitting up at night and you know that like you know he's alone with this shit and then he watches those fucking videotapes yeah yeah the videos <laughs> and they are so fucking creepy and well sh- well made um yeah yeah very and especially i remember when I saw this in the cinemas, um, there was this especially one jump scare that really got me so bad, and it's the one where uh, I don't know if you remember the one where they they used a lawnmower.
0: Yeah, when when he just stands there.
1: Uh, it's kind uh, of like... in the background. Yeah, or, yeah. No. It's like the the uh, videotape. Is yeah, like, yeah. He, I remember it. it, it. I it's remember this really it. weird uh, background noise, which is like. It's really weird and, and, and like, creepy and eerie kind of, like, background noise. And then... Or, like, sound. And then you see him just, like, going with the lawnmower after looking at the family Mm -hmm. in the window. And then he walks with the lawnmower. And then it's just, like, sudden cut that he's running over the head of the guy with with the lawnmower. And it's just, like, so sudden. And he screams and everything. And it's just like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember. it was just so creepy like with the whole almost like snuff kind of quality to the movie yeah it's a little bit snuffy.
0: yeah yeah it's a lawnmower scene people are people do agree with you on the interwebs oh they do (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's like a a top search in in google
1: yeah i uh, just Cinder series is is like um it's a great movie i i thank you for reminding me of it it's actually one of the greats of that time as well um uh, and I think that for now, uh, today, like Sinister 2, of course, was, uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently it was like complete garbage. Yeah. Like it went from like, let's say in a solid 8 out of 10 to down to like 2 out of 10. Like that kind of dropped, apparently. Yeah. And um, to be honest, you didn't really need a follow-up to that story either because it had like this kind no. of, yeah, I felt like it told the story it needed to tell in the first one.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was very, very much, you know, self-contained. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, scary in its own right. And if I remember correctly, the the guy, Bagul, had his own little universe or something at the end there. Not to spoil, sorry, but... <laughs> uh... <laughs> which was also, like, a very uh, kind of cool twist. A little bit like Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Yeah. Seeing that movie. Yeah, uh... And... You know, they also knew that they didn't have too much of a budget, which is why they knew that they could make him like, yeah, make him like kind of creepy if you just see him in glimpses, but then also use him very sparingly. And that worked Mm. so great for the, for them to the movie's credit.
0: Yeah. And it's often, it's weird that because it's often when, when money is
1: constrained. Yeah. That, you know,
0: creativity shines.
1: Absolutely. And horror is one of the genres that benefits the most from that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Just, just look at Evil Dead, like that series. That there was, you yeah. know, Evil Dead One and Two were made on, like, or well, at least the first one was made on as a student project uh, for Sam mm-hmm. Raimi and Bruce Campbell and the others. And that movie has so many creative th- twists to it, and it's so well made when you think of its circumstances. And when they made the second one as well, it was just like this is an instant classic. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's. And also, they had like a, a shoestring budget, and oh, and fucking bad taste. You know, one of the first mm. movies that Peter Jackson ever made. Like, if you want to see, yeah. if you want to see this sloppy, pulpy start of a great director's <laughs> career, <laughs> yeah. uh, Peter Jackson, the ma- the fucking director of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, King Kong, like all these things, made this movie called Bad Taste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is a fantastic yeah, a really movie.
1: movie it's so funny yeah. and it's so nasty but it, it's so quotable and he stars in it himself as this completely deranged character that loses part of his brain and becomes like this <laughs> super alien killing deranged badass i just i just this just see it it's insane and then he went on to make brain dead which is still probably one of the most bloody movies that ever existed
0: yeah, and that was kind of one of the points of the movie, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was kind of hell-bent on making it very bloody.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it sure it was.
0: Like yeah, I mean, that last scene with the giant lawnmower? zombie guy. Oh. Am I spoiling? No. Nah. Uh, when, when you're using the um, lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and stuff and yeah just basically I, I think they used a pig's blood for that scene yeah and it was like the most amount of pig's blood ever used in a scene and i think it still is to this day
1: it's many gallons of blood that was used in that movie i don't remember exactly how much but yeah they have a record yeah and it's dude, in, like insane the fucking lawnmower bed. scene
0: <laughs> yeah your lawnmower that? scene yeah that's a, yeah of course i mean that, well, that's once again with the
1: lawnmowers the last... that's a that's the topic for today <laughs> yeah but uh i mean brain dead if you guys haven't seen it um if you're horror fans of any caliber and you want just like the most insane batshit like (laughs) violent but also funny uh movies that really kind of was one of the defining points of a great director's career brain dead or dead or alive like dead alive i think it's called as an alternative title depending on where you live see it it's it's like it it has some fantastic quotes like the priest that suddenly knows kung fu and just like kicks the head off zombies and saying like i only kick ass for the lord (laughs)
0: yeah that's right oh my god that it's such a good movie i mean it's part of my childhood really this movie even though it came out (laughs) much too early for me i remember watching it at my friend's house and we just had a blast with all the quirkiness and you know yeah just great fun yeah, yeah dead know. alive it's it's an name it's i don't know where brain dead and dead alive is kind of separated into what regions but
1: yeah i know at least here it's called brain dead
0: and yeah it's brain dead hair
1: oh man i had completely <laughs> forgotten about that movie what a great piece of art peter jackson you're the man
0: yeah <laughs> So funny that he he's the one who made it. Also, yeah, that's the lawnmower scene when he comes to the door.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I th- oh. and I, and he's that's when he's like party soa. and he's just like yeah, yeah, that's right party so <laughs> you,
0: you have the I always used uh, we had some something called gorbies. Remember gorbies? Have you ever
1: eaten that? Oh
0: yeah 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 gorby's. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: gorbies. <laughs>
0: it's like um. The microwave of old pan pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a microwave oven pan pizza, which is, you know, not uh, a gastronomical experience. No, it's not. But <laughs> but uh, we always uh, used to eat gorbies, and I remember one time when we were watching this movie, we ate some gorbies, and suddenly we weren't too keen on finishing the gorbies because. <laughs> You know the insides of gorbies just really looks like zombie innards.
1: Mm-hmm. It tastes like it and too.
0: Up. and basically probably tastes like it too. So,
1: it's, it's only a, edible a by uh, inexperienced thirteen-year-olds that don't know any better.
0: I mean, imagine surviving on gorbies. And what what do you think the nutritional content in a gorbie's ten pack is?
1: A ten pack can't be, uh... really, yeah fuck a ten pack would be like
0: oh, i actually got a, a photo here <laughs> where you can actually see the, <laughs> the content you know uh, it's um okay it's not per 100 grams gorbys contain <laughs> 983 kilojoules or 234.9 uh kilocalories 8.1 grams of protein thirty-three uh grams of uh carbohydrates mm-hmm. and the rest is yeah basically there's basically no other <laughs> essential nutrients in it <laughs> <laughs> I- i'm guessing uh, like a
1: 10 pack of that would equi- equivalent to what like uh fucking 3500 calories approximately and just like yeah 300 grams of fat and I don't know, 100 grams of protein for a 10-pack? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 100 grams, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Taste mm. those clogged arteries. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that there's just nothing healthy in them as well. You know, you can eat like a gourmet burger and at least you get some, you know, you, you get some value out of it even though it's very much unhealthy fats yeah. and, you know, carbohydrates. But this is just it's just unhealthy it's there's no redeeming factor (laughs) it's not even that good
1: no it's not good i mean if you if you want to go for like a a shitty pan pizza in norway uh or sweden for that matter um billy's is a much better alternative tastes a lot better billy's billy's pan pizza yeah that one is pretty good uh it has a lot more cheese and it has like some Nice. Like, the, the normal original one is pretty good, and then you also have uh, chili that cheese. that one, yeah. yeah, yeah It's a lot one, better.
0: Yeah. This is the sweaty gamer... Yeah. Uh, kind of, that, that's what you... <laughs> it's this and the the first-price Coke. Get, oh! Uh, kiwi. Fuck yeah. yes.
1: That's like but, <laughs> pimples in a bottle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like first-price Coke, or, I mean, uh, this um, convenience store has... Uh, a, a, like cheap uh, brand its own brand which is cheaper than every other main the, brand and yeah. they have their own coke and we just call it spc <laughs> for express coke <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> and it's really cheap and it tastes shit yeah uh it tastes like shit this and a couple of billies you know mm-hmm. like three liters of two, two one and a half liters of fbc and, yeah. and uh, 10 stack of billies and you're ready for a land party dude There's like
1: <laughs> i mean it's funny you should say that because my introduction to billies <laughs> by itself was like uh i think in 2003 maybe 2000 yeah 2003 about there summer um because like i used to always like my my granddad lives in like the, the vacation islands that i currently work in right so we used to go there in the summer and mm. uh you know 11 <laughs> year old me would go there and my cousin who was two years older um he was always like the super cool guy uh for me at least uh yeah. um, but he was also super sweaty gamer he <laughs> he's responsible for introducing me to old classics such as Heroes of my Dramatic Three. Um, you know, Stronghold, Stronghold Crusader, oh, oh. Battle Realms. Heavy hitters. Yeah. It was just a lot of stuff that I watched him play. And <laughs> when he started entering the, his teens, um, there was this time. and This was probably that summer when I, I came there to visit. He was in the living room with his PC, like desktop PC set up on the tiniest table with the shittiest chair. <laughs> you know? That's so I mean,
0: if you if you were a true hardcore gamer back in the day, yeah, you would be able to fucking play in any position, you know, the most uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. just sitting on some fucking sitting on a stick, basically, pulling it, you know, deeply inside your anal cavity and you would still be able to sit for Ten hours straight, and yeah, game, it
1: would, you you know? just a minor inconvenience, really, and yeah, just uh, a minor <laughs> inconvenience. <laughs> your fucking
0: CRT monitor suspended by duct tape from the ceiling, you know, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and would still be able to fucking, you know, deliver. Let's yeah. not
1: let's not forget the, the all the creative methods of uh, or replacements for a mouse pad, like all sorts of old books and newspapers yeah, yeah, sure. and whatever the fuck you can get your hands on. <laughs> And <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think for him it was like a triple stack of books, and he had like the the mouse with a wheel in it, or like the the, the, oh, the yeah, sphere, not the optic have one. To have that. No, yeah. And yeah, he was playing was RTS games one. with them, and uh, you know, and and the thing is, I used to like when I got there that particular summer, he was sitting there in his like fucking peak gamer um, form, and mm-hmm. he was eating two of those like the billy's pan pizza and mm. i was like wow that smells so good and I was, i was really hungry and he's like no you can have a, go grab some slices of bread i'm like no but like bro i i, I don't want a slice of bread when i see you eat that fucking you know fat heaven uh in front of me he's like oh you're such a you're such a food wreck you know and i'm like bro look at your fucking song.
0: um jesus yeah that was that was very non
1: uh, self-aware yeah yeah, yeah. It was typical of him. He would always be like hard to get with everything, right? And then, yeah. Funny thing is, uh, he was playing, I remember, uh, Battlefield Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had gotten it very early, and I had just read it about it in like PC Gaming World magazine before, and I was like so hyped for it. I, I just, I was a huge fan of 1942, and yeah, I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. Battlefield Vietnam, that's like not out yet. And he's like, no, this is Battlefield Vietnam, man. Just try it. And I got to try it. And I was like, wow, mm. whoa! Battlefield Vietnam is such a fucking good game. It's so much better than 1942. Yeah, I remember
0: Battlefield Vietnam. That was also such a land game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: Um, I can't really remember having like having because you know Battlefield is you need to have a lot of players in order for it to be proper bat- Battlefield. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit hard with only like four or five players, but. If you add, do it,
1: if you add bots, it's like it's it's better, but it's still not yeah. the same as playing. It's still
0: a little bit, you know, janky because the bots weren't that good back then. Yeah, and yeah, and it was always a little bit hard. But I can just clearly remember when Vietnam came out because it had some banger music. Yeah, on the loading screens and during gameplay and stuff, it was really cool. You know, flying F just... four phantoms uh, deep, uh, you know, over the jungle like low flying. Oh, that's yeah. That was so cool.
1: Yeah, and ultimately, I still remember the um, the montage music that plays in the main menu. It's such a like. It sets the it sets the tone for the game so perfectly. Mm, and then yeah. y- you have the um, uh when you're in any kind of vehicle in the game, you can scroll through like different Vietnam era uh stereotypical songs, like for example yeah, yeah. Creedence, uh "Fortunate Son." and and such and like right of the valkyries and all that so you can yeah yeah oh so good yeah that was good that was very good man such good times we went on a huge nostalgia trip right now we might as well call this the revival of nostalgia corner
0: but you know (laughs) don't we always go on like a long nostalgic (laughs) rant
1: we kind of do uh but but yeah what, what what were we talking about before Billys Pan pizza and, and gorby's <laughs> let's
0: let's kind of loop it back okay so we're talking about gorby's because of uh, dead alive or brain yeah, dead brain dead
1: yeah because we were actually trying to like talk about what the the problem with modern horror is mm, and yeah. the problem with conjuring three trailer not looking very. Scary at all? It looks pretty shit, to be honest. It's very mediocre and run of the mill. um it does. So I think I agree. The potential I mean, savior, yeah. D- uh, judging
0: from what the re- kind of general public's reaction to the trailer, I mean, it's got a hundred and twenty-five thousand likes uh, and one thousand dislikes, basically, or one point eight thousand. And I don't and, get um, it. I... yeah because people are so easily hyped they're not critical at all uh, i don't know i mean like you said people people are just you know they see that this is gen this is liked or a lot of people have seen the movie or the trailer and it has a good like to dislike ratio yeah automatically press like you know it's like a group think kind of thing pre- yeah it's a group group behavior type of thing and i think that's yeah. why a lot of things get you know either praised to high heaven or just lambasted to like cyberpunk for instance you know yeah 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 it's just hated on universally and everybody's like oh my god how could they how could cg product red be such fucking devils you know <laughs> yeah but that's taken it so far people are just kind of following along the narrative that other people are are you know joining on it, and it's a reinforcing, self-reinforcing mechanism.
1: I mean, by all means, if you find this kind of movie scary, uh, all the power to you. I kind of wish I was you, <laughs> because I don't really yeah. get scared that much anymore by by Ronald the Mill horror. But um, if you had fall fo- like, I just can't see any fan of the original movies um, kind of like still not seeing that this is going downhill in quality um just like you know okay so what do they bring to the table this time one thing is the possession and stuff maybe the storyline could be interesting but then mm. then like, you see the kid lying on the black waterbed and you see yeah. like there's a demon in the mattress that's like courage to cowardly dog stuff i mean in that yeah. in that in that show oh, like
0: Mario! There's yeah. a demon in the in the <laughs> mattress. Exactly,
1: stupid, stupid dog. dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you you know, have you seen that Exorcist, the Exorcist parody episode where Muriel gets possessed?
0: Uh... Yeah, I have, but. That's like ten years ago, or
1: because the demon there is in the mattress she she ordered they order a new mattress that is delivered by these demon looking right. cats in a horse and carriage. and then <laughs> <laughs> now
0: I want to see that episode. Yeah, it's so good. and then she
1: <laughs> they, they put in that mattress and the courage sees like that the, there's like this demonic face in the in the mattress of the she's like, oh, no, oh no. And then, yeah, she lies, yeah. De- and then the <laughs> mattress possesses possess. her from the mattress. The, the
0: episode is The Demon in the Mattress.
1: Yes. Well, there you so, go. That's exactly... So. That's Conjuring 3. Just shittier.
0: <laughs> and I just found something very inappropriate. <laughs> what did you uh, find? Relating, <laughs> relating to that. I'm going to send you. We're not going to discuss it. Okay. Ooh. It's too inappropriate for the podcast, but... Or maybe I'll uh, try and can, give a uh, PG
1: thirteen description of what I see.
0: Okay, you can. Yeah, it's sure. Just <clears throat> you have your work cut out for you in this one, Steph.
1: Feast right. <laughs> 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 your eyes. You you want to know a funny story? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> what what kind of like is that? Is it made in paint? It's like That's the sh- absolute absolutely shittiest like electric retard version zero point five <laughs> level of art.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and, and
1: they even signed it with the MQ like the the artist signed it. <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of his work.
0: So basically, it's, like it's the uh, worst. lewd <laughs> Lewd rendition of uh, courage doing something to Muriel in uh...
1: <laughs> in that mattress. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> why does Jesus this exist? Gross. This you, is, no. This is
0: good. This is a good side of the internet. This is the fun
1: side of the internet. You know, this is th- this is like a cursed image right here. <laughs>
0: it is. Now we're cursed.
1: uh no, just I I... <sighs> oh. I, I. I also like how you're like a magnet for that kind of like electric retard style <laughs> of like paint made why. memes.
0: The paint made especially very lewd and horrible uh, <laughs> images. Yeah, I exa- mean, <laughs> if anyone listening to the pod- podcast ever knew Electric Retard, we can't go into detail because it was very, <laughs> very not not PG.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that was like some peak culture right there. Um,
0: yeah, it was uh, it was the before internet. Uh, yeah, but but uh, you want give us a shout out if you knew about
1: it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you you want to know like something really? Um. See, I have this, I have this like small, not phobia, but like always like that fear of accidentally uploading stuff on on social media. Like, well, if your yeah. screen lock goes off in the pocket or whatnot, and there's sure. a reason for that, <laughs> and it's related to electric retard.
0: oh oh see.
1: (laughs) so you know uh i think this was like six years ago maybe seven six seven years Mm -hmm. ago Mm -hmm. uh and my i i picked i was at home um back in norway on vacation from uni yeah and uh i i picked up my phone from my pocket and i i saw like this uh (laughs) notification on facebook saying like like dank and like the picture you uploaded and i was like a picture i uploaded <laughs> and it was a picture from electric retard that i saved for some reason and it, and you uploaded it like in, it got in it got posted or something yeah something like that like it just <laughs> it uploaded it to add it to my photos in facebook or something and it was like one of those like really really not safe for work kind of like controversial electric retard pictures i was like fuck <sighs> so i, I just okay. like immediately put my profile locked down <laughs> just like just oh delete 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 and thankfully i, I think dank Dan was pretty much the only one who saw it and thank oh. fuck for that thank the throne, uh, <laughs> thank the throne. i mean we got to give some context now electric
0: retard was his just a a regular old internet page with paint, kind of cartoon, uh, small cartoon episodes.
1: Yeah, like comics uh, strips. almost. Yeah,
0: dr- just comic strips in dr- drawn in paint, and they were horribly. I mean, even though they're very crude. Yeah. Uh, you can. I mean the 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 content which they held within we're not it, it was of such a character that you couldn't even you could you had to kind of respect that even though it was drawn in paint yeah <laughs> because I, it was so, it was so insanely violent and grotesque and you, and could, you could definitely
1: racist see
0: what was yeah i mean and it was it was just made to be the person who created it must must have been like uh you know t- trying having a a think tank of people trying to come up with the most offensive and horrible scenarios that you can basically
1: take every box of fucked up and triggering just everything like fucking everything from like all kinds of horrible shit you can imagine right all the way from child murder to racism to everything it's just in there just for shock value
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, and mix it up even better, you know, trying to <laughs> incorporate every it's it's horrible. <laughs> just just be offensive to to every sense. Yeah, and, basically.
1: And it's like the the picture in question. Like I think it's because uh, I saw this picture, I was like, "Wow, this is pretty fucked up." And I I saved it to send it to another friend or something.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's how it ended up in my gallery. Uh, and then like the thing is I think this picture was one of those where it's, like... Um, no, I think it was because he uploaded something new because he was not hiatus because he got so many death threats and stuff, you know? Uh, and yeah. And then, yeah like, right, he uploaded right, something right. new, so I saved, downloaded it to save it to send it. Someone else was like, hey, Loki, you uploaded something new, and it's really fucked up, right? Uh, and the picture was, like, the one where you see, like, there's a b- bunch of Jews in a plane, and then they, they, they just like crashed a plane into mecca
0: yeah that's uh, okay like, folks uh, that's basically like <laughs> i mean you gotta <laughs> you gotta laugh because it's so absurdly it's offensive just, yeah it's just like the, how can we offend
1: these people as much as possible
0: yeah it's it's like a parody almost and but i saw that i was like still, oh you couldn't yeah i mean you can post that to facebook I, people who are not in the know about this will not take it lightly <laughs> no
1: and that's why like the th- that's why when i saw that not only did i accidentally upload shit to facebook it was electric retard i was like fuck yeah you know, it was like the <laughs> worst possible scenario that's arguably worse than an accidental dick pic almost mm, yeah almost. and a lot of a lot of the new friends that i had gotten on facebook through uni what were also muslim right so i was like oh yeah shit. like fuck uh, yeah, so it was really and, bad.
0: But I mean, no, no one gets off easily <laughs> on, on electric retards. Yeah, outrageous. yeah, yeah. I mean, every, every race, every possible angle, everything is covered.
1: I mean, like humanity is being, as a whole, is being super shit on. Is, yeah, <laughs> in electric yeah, retard. Uh,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that was a. Uh, that was a rat and a half okay people we gotta we gotta just just slice it off right there i know it's not pretty but
1: Uh, (laughs) remember to stay humid stay dank and free of electric retard love you guys like and subscribe